It is to starting at the bottom, everything else oh. is better. Hello and welcome to Extreme Tasting League Coffee Edition. I'm your host, Dave. I'm Perrin. And I'm not playing this game. <laughs> this is Cedius, and while we are drinking some coffee right now, we will get to the scotch. You did tune in to the right podcast. Don't change that channel. Uh, we are, again, as you might have guessed, joined by a couple of folks from True Stone Coffee. I'm Scott. Hey, I'm Tyler. And, and, and Tyler has done us the, uh, the honor of, of, of brewing up, uh, some of their lovely, lovely coffee. So could you, uh, walk us through what, what are we drinking here? I brewed you guys up some of our, one, our newest, uh, our newest specialty roast, which is, uh, a coffee from Sulawesi, which is a small country in Indonesia or a small territory in Indonesia, I should say. Um, yeah, it's, it's not one we carry very often, um. Indonesian coffees are, by their nature, sort of uh, variable in quality, and it's kind of hard to pin down a really good one. But uh, yeah, we really like this one, so we went for it. Does it fall? And, and I am I am a, a coffee barbarian, and I do not know my terminology. <laughs> Does this fall anywhere in the spectrum of sort of you know dark roasts to not right. dark roasts? Well, yeah, I mean that's the first thing you, you want to say about. A coffee, and in, in when you're describing, and this is a light roast. It's definitely on the lighter end of things we do at True Stone. So when we get a new coffee, you know, there's a wide range of, of roast level that you can bring something to, and not only roast level, but how long you let the coffee take before it gets to that certain level of roast, right? So a slow roast or a fast roast. This is on. That okay, end. This well, is this is on the light end of the. Well, so you were saying this is... So yeah. Every coffee we get, we try to be very specific about finding that point where the coffee reaches its best um, level of roast as far as like what flavors and aromas you're getting out of it. So you, you let the coffee drive where it lands. You don't say, you know, we need a dark roast this month, so mm -hmm. that coffee roast, roast the hell out of sure. it. Sure. But there, I mean, an interesting thing is that the, the darker you roast a coffee, the more that they all start to taste the same. You know, they take on, take on the characteristics of the roast rather mm -hmm. than the characteristics of their origin. So if you if you get a really good coffee that you cupped and thought it had a really high score and it's worth buying, then you're probably going to want to roast it lighter so that you're actually tasting more of the coffee itself because that's what you pay for. I see. So this obviously you thought was a... Yeah, we, we, we're paying a lot of money for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's I think it's really good and it's interesting. It's always nice to try weird origins that you don't see very often. Now, will will somebody hear you have this and be like, I must have that for my coffee shop? Or, I mean, do you... Well, do you, you can only hope, you know? Yeah, okay, well, I wasn't sure. sure. Online on that website we mentioned in the last episode, truestonecoffee.com, uh, you can totally buy this well done, in 12-ounce well bags or in two-pound bags if you're feeling adventurous. Yeah, you certainly can. So if you, if you really like this stuff, you can go on there, check it out. And if we ever don't have what you're looking for, just send a send a message to us, and we'll but keep going to listen until we do get it. All of our best, our very best copies at True Stone are available online to the general public, too, so not just for coffee shops. Yeah. It's not just for coffee shops anymore. No, certainly not. The the home brewer has become a viable market in, in the coffee trade, for sure. People are taking it really seriously now, which is a lot of fun for us, because it's harder to justify a coffee shop buying, like, 50 pounds of this really expensive coffee, but if it's just a home brewer who wants to buy 12 ounces and play around with it at home, you know, that, that's a great that's a great niche for us to be in. Oh, it doesn't take that many people buying 12 ounces to equate the one shop that exactly, is going to buy 50 yeah. pounds. Yeah. Um, yeah, now, is there a when you when you brew this up? Is there a special like it must be steeped for exactly twelve point six seconds? Oh, you did you didn't see him going to town with his chemistry kit in there? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I brought a whole. I mean, so I the way that I like to brew coffee for, for presentation is is a pour over method. So it's where I'm uh, actually controlling the kettle and pouring the water over the grounds and letting it drip through like a drip pot, but it's completely manual. There's no automation in it. So I'll. I'll heat the water to a certain temperature range that I'm going for, which with coffee is 195 to 205 degrees. I'm grinding the coffee through a burr grinder at a certain consistency so that it's all extracting evenly. And then the pour, not only am I watching the weight of the water to get the right concentration, but I'm watching the time too so that I'm making sure that the extraction is, um, the extraction is proper. Like you don't want to, you don't want to over extract coffee. You don't want it to be in contact with the water too long. 
but you also don't want it to be in contact with water too short that you're missing out on some of the best extraction, which occurs kind of during the middle. So just like in my Mr. Coffee. It's a, yeah. <laughs> That's what he does. There's a little guy in there. Okay. And he's like, oh, I hate my life. Uh, coffee gremlin? Well, he's really bad at it, too. So yeah. I'm sure he hates I, my life. I hate my life, and I suck at my job. But yeah. well, I, I mean, know. short of spending thousands of dollars on brewing equipment, manual brewing with your own hand in a kettle is it's the best way to get good coffee. And you can get that whole kit on TrueStone.com. It's, it's not cool. You can. It wouldn't be Tyler's cool custom kit, but <laughs> that is a very nice. Okay, but pod. before we're done, I do need to go in there and take a look because yeah, I, sure, I yeah. did not realize. You can take a picture of it and put it on the Facebook. I I will be taking a picture. I mean, to show my wife with this, well, well, who, who sadly will be like, "Well, I'm glad you enjoyed your coffee. Like, I hope you enjoyed your scotch because she does not enjoy coffee and she does not enjoy scotch, and I'm she prepared. finds yes. tea, which I also drink." Like vaguely yeah, brought we'll, it. We'll have to whatever. see if the show notes actually. Yeah, like it's it's really sad. Things. <laughs> but well, it's the kind of thing where you're like, there, there are so many things where I think the smell is delightful, <laughs> mm-hmm. and she's just like, nope. Sure. I thought you said your wife liked coffee. Or was it? No. It's no, it was your, it was your fiance yeah. that likes coffee. That's yeah. Yeah. my my wife. Sorry. Also, it's the sad. The saddest part is she has an amazing palate. I mean, she. We, at wine, we used to go to wine tastings, and she would be able to be the one who goes, oh, I, uh, uh, leather and clay and those hint of tobacco, and I hate it. I mean, it was... <laughs> yeah, she just doesn't like the combination that she doesn't... She, it, it, her favorite wine is basically Moscato d'Asti's, which is Kool-Aid with alcohol, essentially. Hmm. Um, so all the ones where they're like, oh, these are amazing flavors, we've worked very hard to blend, and she's like, and I can taste them all... <laughs> No. <laughs> I'm really surprised at how much I like this coffee. Yeah, this is really good. I, if, he, he if, this was, water. if this was not if it was not nine o'clock at night, I would I would drink this without cream or sugar. You're, it's beautiful. Yeah, you know, yeah, you, you try to get a nice balance of like a, a multi sweetness, like um, you know, kind of like a, a bitterness, like sort of and chocolatey a little notes. Bit of bitter, and then, but there's not it's not that bitter. Yeah, and then yeah, top it off with that with that like Slightly citrusy kind of fruity flavor, like mostly what I get out of this one is like a green apple kind of kind of fruitiness, but just as an undertone. And then obviously there's that chocolate and that toffee in there. You don't like the green apple? No, it's it, it, it not that it's not. I like apples just fine. There's an inside joke. You're walking into an inside joke, so they're they're both looking at me like. Why didn't you say apple Cedius? Like, yeah, and what, what Cassidius, kind of green apple? Cassidius's nose doesn't work, and I feel bad that I didn't get to no, appreciate no. this as much as I It was great. Normally, and the temperature was great, too. That yeah. was the other thing for me, is that so, so often I get coffee, and I, I can't drink it right away, and then, so then it sits for half hour to an hour, and then it's too cold, and then I just drink it because it's there, and, mm-hmm. and you're grumpy and hate everything. Well, okay, yeah, that's, well, that's, well, yeah, that's, that's, that's a state. So, oh, yeah. That's 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 my normal state. <clears throat> no, the uh, the joke is that Cedius normally when we're tasting the scotch, if there's any apple, he will identify like this is I, I this is a jazz okay, uh, or a honey crisp or yeah. And so you know, green apple. What kind of green apple? God damn you all! That <laughs> your Granny Smith was the only green apple yeah. that I'm familiar with. Yeah. Well, when you clear up a little bit more, you should like come down to the shop. And you can you can try yeah, this taste one. Taste all the apples you want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> here, here, no here, coffee. Here, here's the problem with that for for me is because as a general rule, I have been off caffeine since college. Actually, since middle of college. I don't know you. I know, right? And I'm a programmer on top of that, so I'm like, I am. Show up on the weekend. We well, you can just you can just come and smell. Yeah. Just wander around, stick your head in the buckets, and smell. And, 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 and so I. The spittoon. Yeah. I, <laughs> I very rarely partake of coffee anymore because most of the good coffee, of course, is caffeinated, and, and there's precious few decafs. We're going to drum you out of the programmer core now. That uh, that I enjoy, and so I, I definitely am looking forward to, to, to trying out your decaf. But oh, you do. You do. We do have, we do have a decaf. Yeah, we have, uh, we have a decaf. couple different kinds. So we have the. I mean, there's a few different ways to make decaf, but um, I, I've always thought yeah. that decaf was like blasphemous to real coffee. Kind of is. It is, but you know, I mean, if you're trying to run a wholesale business, 
Fair enough. Every Fair restaurant's got to have a decaf. So That's true. We probably sell more of our, of our Ethiopia decaf than any other coffee we have just because... See, when I looked on the website, the only one I saw was the Mexican. So. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so the, we only serve the, the Mexican on the website because I think it's probably by far the highest quality. And we didn't want to serve, you know, sell a whole bunch of decafs online. But the, the Mexican is a mountain water process, so it's like a natural process decaffeination rather than a chemical process, which is what you normally find. Um, the methyl... Methyl chloride, I think. Which is why decaf tastes like decaf. Which is it always tastes a little chemical. The, the methyl chloride. This is this is why I'm looking forward to trying theirs because the only other decaf I've ever been able to say yes, that's actually coffee, is caribou's. Because caribou's decaf is is actually relatively. Compared to other decafs, mm-hmm. pretty good. Well, and you know, a lot of it is, is the roast quality, too. So, like, decafs, they, they have sort of an off flavor, and so a lot of roasters will compensate by just roasting the shit out of the coffee so you can't even taste anything. And so then you're like, well, I'm not even tasting, I'm just tasting charcoal that was scraped off the street. That would be better. Well, <laughs> I, also, I also imagine that if everyone knows that decaf, everyone <laughs> knows decaf is going to taste a little funny and not taste like really, like coffee, mm-hmm. they don't put the best... They don't start with the best coffee, you know. Yeah, so and if, if you start with the, the less you're, quality, you're you're not going to get better by decaffeinating. It. Right. So yeah. if you're taking a good quality coffee and then going through a different process to get decaffeinated, right. that's probably going to be a much better. Well, and by the nature of the process, it's going to change the even even high quality coffee because the way the decaffeination mm-hmm. works is basically they just they use a solvent to soak everything off of the bean, and then you know they'll. Remove the caffeine from that mixture, and then they'll re-soak it into the coffee. So it's like, it's like think of um, I'm trying to think of an example. Like if that you just uh, sounds horrible, right? <laughs> if you like scraped all of the sugar off of a pop tart, and then like picked all the sprinkles out with your hands, and then pasted <laughs> pasted it back on. Yeah, you taste a difference. It'd be like you guys did something to the flavor here. Didn't Somehow, you? Somebody this isn't the normal pop tarty goodness that I lick this. So decaf, free licked coffee, scraped and licked and reapplied pop tart in the coffee world. Decaf, <laughs> it's it's not just pre licked pop tarts anymore. <laughs> All right, and so on that note, what you have in front of you is the Tomatin Twelve, uh, limited to two thousand bottles, uh, finished in an Oloroso sherry cast. Oh, I like this smell. Yes, Tomatin has jumped on board the other train. Well, Tomatin is also mm, that's that's I my, like the fruit smell, right? Of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. That's, truffle as well. That's my cheap orange truffles. Perhaps, <laughs> perhaps an orange truffle, but some sort of a. Some, I've seen some cascading chocolate in yeah. behind, it? like a white chocolate. Getting the citrus notes. This, this this one's breaking through the, uh, <coughs> the coal that I still have two weeks later. <laughs> you're breaking the fourth wall. You're breaking the wall. Just can't seem to shake it. <laughs> oh, is it? Has it been two weeks? Yeah, it's it just seen time. Yeah, that Valentine's Day was yesterday. We got we really drunk. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I figure if I lock you in the basement, I don't, I don't really get to charge you anything. But since all the extra scotch that we've had down yeah, there, that you, was, you've had to sample quite a bit now. So your palate should be a lot better than they were yeah. two weeks ago. Well, the, the bad thing about it is we are now unemployed, though. Yeah. We've been showing up to True Stone in two weeks. Well, see, see, I worked out a deal. You, you'll get your jobs back. It's just. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, thanks yeah. for that. I appreciate yeah, no, I, 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 I always treat my captains well, and part yeah. of that is making sure that they still have Yeah, a you only broke two of my legs. Mm-hmm. Well, the third one I didn't feel like touching. Like, I am not going there. He was that, like, that, that, that's, that's not my thing, and I fear Ooh. the wrath of partners, so... I, I thought I'd bury that under the yeah, yeah, I didn't realize anyone would hear it. Oh, no, we... Scotty. Oh, okay. oh, it'll get normal. Yeah. I think yeah. your third leg is a great size. Oh, <laughs> Thanks, hon. Yeah. Oh, it's it's going to get normal. <laughs> and, and all of us here, we're... Man, we're we're, we're tuned to the sound of insult. It, it, yeah, it's at a certain level for us. And it's just like, what? Yeah. It's like dog whistle. You know, I really hope Bruce doesn't listen to this. <laughs> or boss. I don't think Bruce knows what a podcast is. <laughs> 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 like, is that on the radio? Is, the, no, is there I coffee know. on it? <laughs> there will be, I guess. <laughs> I might listen to that. No, no, you don't want to listen to that. <laughs> so when I was first going in, I was enjoying the nose, but after several hits, it's beginning to wear out. Yeah, I'm... My nose is kind of... It's getting a little astringity, which, again, might be good for clearing my sinuses, but it's not necessarily what I'm looking for in my scotch. 
Oh, that's got a strong sherry body and finish. Yeah, it mm. does. Um, what's the percent? Because this is it's pretty coming across. Sadly, I'm going to have to take your word for it. I'm, uh, that, that's mm. one of the things. This one's not really hitting my palate with my nose dead like it is. Mm. Um, Doesn't say. Oh, 46 percent. Yeah, I was going to say this is this is more this is more like the 46 I expect, which it's not a bad <coughs> it's not a bad thing. As just when you're when you're that much alcohol. As he dies to my left, I, I, I'm feeling uh, it on my tongue. It's it's a little burny. But it's not umber. Not so much Sanders. Not so much Sanders. Well, if you've ever, if you, there are some people who drink cask strength, and cask strength varies, but tends to be like 52. 52. Uh, 58. Yeah. And I won't, I mean, I've done it, but I didn't enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, more power it's, to you. But it's too much. I've had one cask strength where I was like, man, this is really good straight. Okay. There are some, but I mean, the yeah. vast majority, you're like, well, yeah, wow, this one. The the Iran, yeah. the Iran cognac finish cast um, drink that we had was was pretty good straight. And when I first drank this, it had a really nice sweetness to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm very sugary though. I I'm hard pressed to associate it with a a particular. You know what I'm feeling? I'm feeling a peppermint, like a peppermint sweetness. Mm. Anybody else getting the mint in here? Just no, I'm getting tiniest. pepper though. I'm getting pepper on the. The finish. Oh, I love a good peppermint. So let me see if I can bear this time. Here. This time I'll go with peppermint. I mean, mm-hmm. the power of suggestion. It, well, it is, but I was trying to <laughs> I was trying to place what that sweetness was, and I it's it's a very fast initial hit, but I'll I don't know how much it's of like it. Someone is. took a candy cane and just shoved it in your mouth. Yeah, I'm not getting peppermint necessarily. There's definitely a it's mintiness like to oh, the front of the candy cane. <laughs> someone took their third leg. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Is it candy stripe too? Oh, well, yeah, I mean, naturally. Well, you know. Is it just yours? <laughs> <laughs> I, I haven't got a look on the end. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't everybody? <laughs> That's to keep them there, right? <laughs> well, I'm part cat, so. <laughs> yeah. um, the the finish is actually surprisingly pleasant. I mean, I, I there's no cloying to it for me. No. Um, but I'm, I'm hard-pressed to identify the flavor. Um, it's still a little sweet. Pound cake. No, um, not pound cake. Uh, um, Pop cake? Sponge cake. Crunch cake. Or what? It comes, <laughs> it comes in the, that the circle. <laughs> <laughs> now swallow. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the angel, f- angel food? Angel food? All right. Um, no, I'll buy that. Sure, like a light bready kind of yeah, very the, airy. Um, yeah, with the sweetness um, as a, towards the finish. I'm, I'm playing more of the pound cake than the, than the angel food, but I, I'm similar similar name. Similar I'm similar name. somewhere in the cake family. <laughs> mm. You know, this seems like a really painful podcast to listen to, unless you like. Wouldn't it just make you want to be drinking all this? Damn, stuff? I like, hope what so. are these people doing out there? I want that. <laughs> are they well, just being sad are, that they don't have anything? Are, are, Drinking Mountain Dew. <laughs> <laughs> I have a Dorito. <laughs> uh, our, our motto is... Uh, we try it so you, before you buy it. Yeah. So that, you know, everybody's palate is different, but we really want people to be able to listen, and whether they agree with our particular palates, and we don't agree with our particular right. palates, um, you can at least hear, oh, that's a really good one in this family, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm willing to spend the money to get it if that appeals. But then there's some we've, we've had and we're like, no, it, like, it do isn't. not two of 10 would not do again. Well, not even the ones that are horrible, but like uh, Freya, yeah. um, which I will say comes in an absolutely gorgeous. Oh, that's um, what this is. This one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's a magnet. It's the magnet yeah. uh, controlled opening box. It's yeah. gorgeous. Uh, and it wasn't that it was horrible or anything like that. It's just overpriced. It's two hundred and sixty-nine dollars or whatever it was. Yeah, it's it's a lot of that probably goes into the packaging. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they they came out with four four different, um, and we got to try three of them. The Thor came yeah. out before we were aware of them. And there's uh, Freya, uh, Thor, Loki, Loki, and Odin. Yeah, and Loki and Freya weren't Odin. bad, but they weren't nearly worth. The whatever high price it was, 
the Thor, I mean, Odin. the Odin, excuse me, the Odin was really good. Still I'm still not, yeah, yeah it, it's not worth the, the price. And if somebody has all the money that they, you know, want to throw around, You're by all means, but this way somebody's going to go, <laughs> if I'm going to spend the money, I'll at least get the best of the of the set. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not that you can find those yeah. anywhere at all anymore. No. Uh, I have to the nose on this opened up a bit with and softened with That's water. A little too little water. I find that it's uh, the the alcohol on it has mellowed out quite a bit, and mm-hmm. you can really taste the the floral or smell the floral. C the floral. B the floral. I don't want to visualize the floral. <laughs> Although I have to say, I am not. Savoring the wet flavor, the alcohol has really Ooh. come out. Yeah, got really astringent. And uh, the flavors that I was I was enjoying have not stayed around mm. to visit. It's you know it's <coughs> more of a paper note now in the finish than a cake note. I think. Yeah. Um, Did you say paper? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like no paper. No. I'm trying to think of. Yeah, wet because everything gets softened. This is a, this is dead to me. I'm I'm, <laughs> and and I don't mean it in the whole. This is dead to me. This is a the, the flavor. Of, there's nothing there. I I'm not getting anything through my illness. There, there's still a little sweetness on the on the start and on the tip of the tongue, but it's lost the enjoy enjoyability that we had before with the peppermint kind of flavor. And then the I'm not a big fan of paper. Um, so that isn't really... I use paper all the time. It's one of my favorite things. Just not for eating? Yeah, I don't eat it. I I used to. I don't know. I I get get pepper on the finish. (laughs) Really? I'm not getting any. I get pepper in the sense that it burns my tongue. (laughs) Feels like a a white pepper. You know, I still like the finish. um, Despite the paper-ish note, there's like a lingering coating honey. Yeah. There's a... Um, I'm trying to... Actually, I'm getting a hint of orange at the end of the finish. I'm still trying to find anything. <laughs> this is not a happy time. There is one of these days Dave and I are going to have to collaborate ahead of time and just... just You know, I'm... Chocolate. Just, yeah! Just chocolate! Oh, God. <laughs> totally. It's just, you know, if I'm actually able to smell and taste things... I'm not going to agree with you because I have no problem telling you to fuck off. Yeah, but it'll still be worth it. Yeah. I hate you so very, very much. <sighs> oh, by the way. Well, at least you feel something. Oh, no. What episode are we on? Thank you, Dave. We're on episode 74. And you're joined by True Stone Copy. Dot <laughs> <laughs> com. True Stone Copy. They're doing a better job of running gangs than you are, Dave. Step up your game. Um... Yeah, I totally no, forgot I, last episode, and we didn't even announce that it was the beginning I, of season four. I'm pretty sure I did, but did maybe you? I didn't. I'm pretty sure you didn't. It's possible. But yeah, last episode was the beginning of season four, everybody. <laughs> Woo! Thank you for joining us. Suckers. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm Scott, the new host. I'm, I'm, still, I'm <laughs> still the one paying for this, so you better shut up. Um, yeah, you know, what it, it wasn't bad, um, I'd drink more of that. If I were not driving, the I can't even. What the hell? C U A T R O. Quattro. No, it's not how the hell they spell it. <laughs> Matured for over twelve years, but under thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> Tomatin Distillery, home of the finest Highland single malt Scotch whiskey, is located in the Mountain, just south of Inverness. Capital of the Highlands of Scotland. Established in 1897. Tomatin. To rhyme with satin. So yeah, tomatin? Tomatin, I guess. Tomatin. Yeah. Tomatin. <laughs> rhyme with satin. Is also one of the <laughs> highest distilleries in Scotland. Oh god, he switched over. <laughs> 315 <laughs> meters above sea level. Um, it, the soft water of Alt-Nacht Freeburn. Freeburn! <laughs> which runs pure and clear through the mountains, helped create a Highland malt with delicate flavors, yet a rich and mellow style. Dear Scott, I'm Ooh, sorry. Stylish. I'm a Scott. It's... <laughs> well, I'm not sorry. 
It's undoubted, it's undoubted quality and consistency make for a truly fine dram. Tasting notes. Aroma. Fruitcake. Boiled sweets, which is better than my initial read, which was boiled sweat. Boiled sweets. Barley sugar. Orange sherbet and creamy fudge. Slight hint of sweet smoke. Palette. Pinewood. Bitter. Dark chocolate. Coffee. Orange marmalade. Finish. Bold and persistent. <laughs> I didn't realize those and were flavors. Neither of you guys got coffee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you call it more about <laughs> us than or them. <laughs> little column A, little column B. <laughs> I remember what I was going to say now. Coffee does not taste like that. <clears throat> product of Scotland. I'd like to know no. who apply to be the guy yes. who writes these descriptions, though. Oh. That sounds like a fun job. Oh, right? We've, we've had all sorts of fun trying to figure that out because sometimes you're just like, they were so, <coughs> they were like, let me drink another bottle, and now I'm going to write. Because <laughs> 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 it'll fix the spelling error tomorrow. Inspiration. Yes. That was once a king. Yeah. <laughs> and then. Oh, I have, we have water, and it's clean, and it flows from a mountain. Made of gold! <laughs> Tell me stuff about the area that I'm in. All right, there was gold in them, our mountains? Yes! <laughs> and then when they get to tasting notes, they're just, like, looking around, <coughs> and they're like, ooh, coffee pot. Coffee! Ooh, and Deborah. It, it, tastes like Deborah. <laughs> <laughs> I, ooh, I have a shoe on. Leather, <laughs> and you know, and, and then sometimes you're like, oh, on rare occasions, you actually are like, wow, those tasting notes really reflect. Maybe I didn't get every nuance, but those notes are obviously from somebody who actually drank this. And then sometimes you're like, they just have a, like a program that automatically. <laughs> Go. Oh, these are so. flavor buzzwords. Use yeah. these flavors. On the bad day. Yeah. <clears throat> but what I was going to say earlier when I, I what remembered I, what I was going to say um, was that regardless of the fact that sometimes we rate things poorly on the show, when I link on the show notes the distillery names, because I've started doing that, I will sometimes get likes back from the distillery. Including on shows where we rated their stuff as kind of garbage. I'm pretty sure they never actually. I imagine listen. they don't. Um, Which is why it's even funnier. Mm-hmm. This is, amuses me greatly. Your, your scotch is like dog urine. Like. <clears throat> that's what so, we're going for. That's the best compliment we've gotten for a while on a podcast. Usually, ferret urine is the best we get. So this looks like it's a. Uh, Single barrel or very limited number of casks. I'm guessing four. So this looks like it's three of four. Mm. And this one was distilled on January the 15th of 2003. Moved to a sherry cask on the 29th of June 2011. And then bottled on the thir- or, uh, the 16th of March 2015. So how That's long a long it- time in the other barrel. How right. long was it in the sherry? <clears throat> Uh, just under four years. Wow. Usually it's yeah, about six it's months. Like yeah. Three to six months, yeah. So. Do you ever do that with coffee? Where you're like, we're going to grind it, and then we're going to, like, pour other coffee over <coughs> to try and get a. No. Okay. I'm not I guess, sure you're I guess it only works with scotch. <laughs> well, I, think, I think it means, like, brew, like, a dark coffee, and then take a light coffee, grind it up. And brew that light coffee with the dark coffee. I suppose you could, or something like. That. I mean, we we definitely blend coffees, um, but we don't do we don't do like that where we won't do like a two brewer which is, or something it's like an, that. That's unnatural. Well, I mean, it just it just I just well, don't well, know well, how well, much well, would see, actually be extracted. The real or, equivalent is you'd have to brew it. You 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 stick it in a paper cup, and then after it sat in the paper cup for five minutes, you pour it into the ceramic cup. <laughs> <laughs> So it's finished in a paper cup. <laughs> yeah. you got to put it into one of those uh, self-decomposing styrofoam ones so it pulls a little bit of that taste out, and then you pour oh, it into God. a ceramic after that. And that's how you get the... Hints of styrofoam. <laughs> and Hints of chemicals. <laughs> Although I, I have heard of roasteries that, uh, that bottle condition their coffee, so they'll add a little bit of sugar and a little bit of yeast and just cap it. 
which um, sort of ferments it a little bit and gives it a little bit of effervescence. I've never tasted it myself, but I know there are some roasteries around that have started doing that. So a little bit of aging after the brew. And then I mentioned earlier about, or two weeks ago, about the uh, <laughs> the, the barrel aging that I know some roasteries do around town, too. I imagine that, that once you've kind of got your, this is this is how we want, we at whatever roastery you're at. Truestone. Truestone. Yeah. How, how Truestone wants to do their coffee. And then you're like, so... What can we do that's a little different? And, you know, that's... Yeah, so the big thing that, that came about this year was infusing our coffee with nitrogen in a keg, which was a totally fun experiment, and it creates some really amazing coffee. I've done fruit with dry ice. Is that kind of... I mean, what... Uh, no, it's just the same way that you would, like, you would serve a beer over nitrogen. Okay. Um, so you kind of infuse it with nitrogen in the keg, let it seep in, and sort of... Not carbonate, but nitrogenize it, um, and then you release it at high pressure, so it pours out like a Guinness would, and kind of. I was going to say it's going to be very Guinness like head. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's amazing. Fun. It's the greatest thing that's yeah, happened to coffee since. You got to come to the roastery sometime. Yeah. Field trip. <laughs> For science. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, we don't necessarily do tours because we don't really have a big enough facility to sure. tour. Come on by. But there's like four of us there. You'll <laughs> find somebody. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I, I'm sure I'll have a day off to kill somewhere in there. I got. I, I have it open on the weekends. I have a great job. We are oh, not. No. I'm also. I'm You're also like, in Falcon Heights. So mm. you know, I, if you're in St. Paul, like it's not that far. Mm -hmm. You ever go to the uh, Underground Music Cafe in Falcon Heights? They're right across. No. They're on Hamlin and um, Hoyt, which is just south of Larkin. Oh, be getting a fancy um, espresso machine too. Yeah, so they're one of our accounts. <laughs> they. Of all our accounts, they probably do drip coffee in the top five. Like they do a really amazing job over there. Oh. So if anyone lives in the St. Paul, Falcon Heights, Roseville area, Underground I, Music Cafe is a great place. My, to uh, my, my boss actually lives right over there. So because we're we're right at Larpenter and um, <laughs> back along um, the State Fair. Mm -hmm. we're, mm -hmm. I, I don't even know Prior Prior and Larpenter. You're yeah, yeah you're right around there. Right over there. <clears throat> well, I'll have to find it. The goat has our coffee too, the dancing goat. It's near ish there, it's a little bit further away. But well it's in yeah, kind of the east side of St. Paul. I suppose. I'm scared of that part of town. Mm -hmm. It's scary. Well it's like it's like right next to Metro State University, like up on the hill, you know. <laughs> Pretty nice. We have another account in um, a little deeper in St. Paul on Payne Avenue, on that kind of new like sort of up and coming commercial district. Mm -hmm. It's called Cook. So it's like a fancy sort of like um, kind of Is breakfasty it? diner sort of place, but like specializes in like Kind of Asian food. Is it very hip? Oh, it's super hip. I don't do hip. They're really cool. <laughs> but hip, hip plus really good food doesn't even matter if you can't. I mean, I, I the place. So, no, but parents well past being and more looking at replacing when it comes. I haven't picked on you in a while, so she ah, just gets a jab in. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> he's, he's not he's, dead yet. No, no. Usually, usually the only jab he gets is penicillin. Ah, moving right along. Moving right along. Perrin, give it a score. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Um, I mean, wet was a little, eh, but that's pretty typical. Um, I, I think I'm gonna give this a three. Point eight one. Wow. <clears throat> I really enjoyed it. <clears throat> yeah, you did. I would happily drink it again. I am suffering from a cold, and therefore I don't know if I should even try to score this one because I feel like I didn't get anything off of it. Just on a pure sensory level, I felt like I liked it a touch less than the uh, Glen Ramsey 2 sale, so I'm going to give it a, a 2.95. If having more sensory input would help, I'm willing to punch you. He's going to take one for the team here. CDS, I normally am not like. He doesn't have the energy. No, no, the, the taking the, the, the taking one for the team is that he's only going to punch me once. Yeah. Ooh. I thought I had a hook once. 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 Yeah, we're old. Yeah. <laughs> Johnny dangerously lives. So give us a number, or did you already? I did. Oh. 295. Anyone want to jump in with the next number? Yeah, I I felt it was eh. I didn't particularly hate it. I didn't particularly love it. Uh, I think I'm gonna stick with the. I don't know, I give everything last time much lower or higher scores than I would have given this. 
So I think I'm going to give this a 262 ME. I think I'm going to get in there with CD San and go 2.95. Um, it was it was kind of what I was expecting from like tasting scotch, but it really didn't wow me and you know, it wasn't a lot for me. You don't feel violated, but I don't feel violated. No, but my pants are still on. Um, but it doesn't push you with the gambit button. No. <clears throat> right? Yeah, it did not blow my socks off, nor did it take my pants off. So, good to know. That's the that's, those are the boundaries <laughs> of your tasty experience. <laughs> of my scotch experience. Yeah, I like this one a lot, man. Um, I mean, I think it, it was it had this clean, especially at the beginning, it had this clean, bright sweetness that was really, really mind blowing. And anytime I taste the like richness of sort of that truffle note. I think that's a sign of a really interesting and fun beverage. I give it a 3.85. All right. Wow. Yeah. Well done. All right. And what's our... So uh, Dave's going to get the last one started, which is the Glen Grant 16. I have actually been to Glen Grant. Uh, Aren't you special? Yes, I am. It said so on the side of the bus. And you had a specific reason for grants, yes, did you not? I, I had a very specific reason because my wife was a grant before I married her. She oh. is, uh, I can never, I think. Not a grant I, anymore. Nope. Now she's a clump. Careful, sir. <laughs> I'm not going to make fun of your last no, name no. with the last name like what I have. Well, so no, she, 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 she's no longer a grant. She's a loan. No, no, no. Okay. No. But, uh, yeah, yeah, her. Uh, I mean, her father was a piper. Her, uh, and I think they I've, were, I've heard that said. I think she is technically first generation because they were from Newfoundland, Newfies, and um, and also somewhere in England. So, and then and Clan Grant. So yes. Well, before we, we we felt it important to visit her homeland, and then I could drink it. Sure. Before we get too deep into the scotch, I, I, I am curious to see, because I, I, I know Scott at one point had, you know, some <coughs> interesting things in his life to, to potentially talk about uh, in terms of other things he's done of yeah. interest. Yeah. <laughs> Where I, were you on December the 6th? <laughs> I was drunk. Because <laughs> I, I, I know that uh, until recently you were part of uh, Six Elements Theater, and I know that they do some fun things. At oh, yeah. Time. Uh, I mean, I'm still working with them, with Six Elements Theater, a bunch. Um, I mean, we have Human Combat just coming up, which is our annual ridiculously complicated. It's one of those things, like, on the surface, you, you come and you see it, and you're like, oh, that was really fun. That was a great two hours of, of my life that I spent there. But you just don't know the amount of time behind this ridiculous thing. So, so to break it down, we have a chessboard, and for every piece on the chessboard, we replace it with a person, essentially. And um, and we play a giant game of chess. But unlike in chess, when the knight goes onto the pawn and the pawn goes away, in human combat chess, when the knight goes onto the pawn, the whole board is cleared and the knight and the pawn fight with uh, sword or daggers or shields or... Fighting uh, bappy stabby. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It is all heavily choreographed, heavily planned. I, I, mean, I mean, every part of this, more, and more so than most stage productions, we know everything that is happening the next second. Um, but we sell it as if it's all improv, kind of like how WWF does, you know, where it's, you know, like, oh, wow, that guy totally just pulled a chair out and no one saw it coming. No, they knew it was coming. You, you mean WWE, right? Yes, I'm sorry. Wait, are yeah, you, yeah, not that. Because they, 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 yeah, they, they, are you trying to they, tell they're me they're that fake. pro wrestling isn't real? They've admitted that they're fake. Yeah, they, they totally. Can't, they can't, they're oh, I don't believe what you're telling me. Yeah, but so we, we do something like that. Uh, there's... There's a lot more swords and a lot less spandex than WWE or F. Um, it's a ton of fun. So you know uh, who wins? Yes. Who uh, wins? I, I do not know who in. wins this year. I actually do not know who wins this year because this year we're doing uh, the first ever championship mm-hmm. match. I would say the winner is anyone who buys a ticket. Oh. I, I, I have to admit, I've gone to the last three or four years of the show. I, I, yeah. I, I enjoy it. I generally know at least probably a quarter of the participants on the board yeah. these days. So I mean if you're if, it's actually probably scrolled up to about half now since I've been doing so so many Well years. actually this year is super cool because well last year we had like fifty percent new people. This year it's almost more than that. It's like seventy percent new people. It's so great. We're pulling people from all over the place are hearing about this and wanting to audition and like I mean I'm, like I did not audition because I'm an announcer. Um, but honestly like I have like 
five or six years of, of stage combat experience. And at this point, I would not make the cut because of the people that are coming out for this. It's just so cool that we now can do crazier and crazier things because we have so much skill behind our combatants. Now, now would you say that the, the reason that changeover is more people with combat experience or showing up, or is it, just, or is it more the people with like strong athleticism that can learn the combat? I mean, it's a lot of both. Uh, definitely last year we cast a couple of people who had very strong dance backgrounds, but had never picked up a weapon before, because a dance person knows where every part of their body is at any particular time, which is something that we really look for when you're learning choreography this intense. Because, I mean, it is, it's very much like dance. Like, you may not be holding someone's hand and, and doing a dip or something like that, but yeah, I mean, there's, well, there's Sean Tai Van Dam was a dancer before he was a martial arts yeah. movie star. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, and there's also just a ton of trust. He got beat up by his bodyguard too, so <laughs> so take that. <laughs> Look, when you got to be saved by Mickey Rourke from your own fucking bodyguard, awesome. Does, does anyone ever pull out like a pocket catapult suddenly? <laughs> <laughs> no, we've never done anything like that. Oh, that's too bad. Um, because like it, it would have to be pre-planned. And we generally don't do ranged weapons because ranged weapons are, to an extent, unpredictable. You know. And there's the audience potentially in the way. Yeah. But, but, but yeah, so that'd be awesome to have somebody break out a pocket trebuchet. Aha! <laughs> Marshmallow! This is, this is a sword fight. What are you doing? <laughs> no, I see you brought a sword fight to a catapult battle. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was your first mistake, sir. Now stand right over there. No, no, no look to the left. And prepare to fire! <laughs> Why is there an X on the floor? No reason! <laughs> can barely hear you from all over there. <laughs> from year to year, there, there's been some, some pretty epic battles that I've that I watched. Uh, there was a, a three-on-one uh, mm-hmm. battle not uh, like more than a year or two ago, which was the first I'd ever seen of that, and that was, that was fantastic. Yeah. Um, done some crazy stuff. My favorite, uh, I was in a fight with uh, my, my now girlfriend, um, and uh, she and I... She and I had an awesome quarter so step last fight. Then, huh? uh, yeah, uh, no, it was actually really cool because we got into we, we got this into this thing. Won. We got cast, and the uh, the fight director that we had looked at us and was like, "Okay, you guys have been together. Like we like you're comfortable with each other's bodies. So let's just skip that whole learning process and actually be able to do some cooler things." And so our fight finished. I lost, but our fight finished with her doing what was called a Peruvian necktie with a flying guillotine. Where she was, I was standing up and I had her in a headlock. She flips over. Now her crotch is in my face and she chokes me out while I am standing and I fall headfirst into her crotch. So the cherry and bomb. So it was, it was not funny. exactly yeah. combat. You know what I mean? I mean together who was the real winner? Yeah. <laughs> I've been told that that's always a sleeper hole. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Baby, could you do that thing again? <laughs> <laughs> We practice that move every night. <laughs> uh, on another note... No, 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 we let's kind of talk. Tyler, do you have anything interesting? <laughs> I like watching Dave go, why do I Scott? <laughs> do you have any... Uh, do I have any hobbies outside of the coffee? <laughs> well, that you'd care to talk about. I'm sure you do, and, and, and I'm sure our listeners are more interested than, to hear that than Dave talk, so... What do you do, Tyler? Who oh, are you? I do a lot of stuff. No, I mean, I, I dabble in the arts a little bit. I've always been a bit of a musician. Black arts. And, uh, Coffee. And a witch, <laughs> if you will. Um, you know, I really like writing, actually. Um, and especially lately, I've gotten a lot of chance to write about coffee. And I think, co- I mean, coffee is just... pretty like, awesome. Like, I'm just so immersed in the whole coffee. Oh, right immersed right in now coffee. That it's that's... like, I can't really think you about anything it else. You know, it affords me all these opportunities for travel and for writing, you, just for communicating. Do you like do a coffee blog? Uh, yeah, sort of. We're working on that, developing it a little cool. bit. Um, right now, I'm, Is I'm writing. Job? Uh, oh. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to make the deep. That one was really a call. <laughs> all right. That's all right. It was pretty good. I, 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 I'm sorry. The, the obvious puns are sometimes yeah, what I go to because, yeah. like I said, I'm sick. Sorry. No, I'm working on some handbooks for our and like educational materials for our, our classes that we're teaching. We're trying to put together like a training program. So oh, cool! I'm sort of writing the the, the story of coffee and how one might brew it. Um, I'm trying to keep it trying to condense it into a this. into a digestible uh, lesson plan. Once upon a time, there was a bean named Ernie. Mm-hmm. 
And he bought beer from a Scottish distillery. <laughs> no, that is very awesome. There was a king. Yeah. Okay, now. coffee. It's okay now. All right. <laughs> but I have another story. I get some, I get some apple. Then, then you can talk over it. Oh, okay. I get some apple on the nose. Yeah, that, that, that's cutting through my my uh, mm-hmm. sinuses a little what bit. What kind of apple? Astringity. I think a red apple. That narrows it down. I'm very red apple. Candia? I'm, I'm, I don't know whether it's my nose. Well, let me try resetting. I'm not getting much nose from this. Let me try that. Uh, I'm fairly certain we've done the Glenn 10 on the oh. show. Oh, it, it, it is horrible. Oh, but no. No, it is. It is <laughs> the saddest smell in the world. <laughs> I, I, I was wondering if either of you was going to dare to... Uh, <laughs> That yes. well, okay. First and I foremost, I can smell the sweat of underpaid workers. <laughs> for, for, first, for, first no, this foremost, smells like sadness. Yeah. That that's it, it's three or four months in that container, and I want to say it's the month. March twenty. No, that that, that we are talking about the coffee that is not True Stones. <laughs> it, it, it is not not the, True Stone coffee. It is not even the taste. Stone. It is not even the taster's choice. The container says that it should be. It's mm. actually. I want to say the like the, rejection. It's like the McCormick Twin Cities blend or something. I mean, it, it's something else I bought and put in this container because this container is good for our purposes. But yeah, it, it's. But you it's, bought something cheaper than the Taster's Choice. Sure. No. Yeah, it, it is. But it's several months old. Coffee so, is yeah, that <laughs> effective at resetting smell. <laughs> I mean, if you if you ever go into like a place with perfumes or soaps or something like oh, that, yeah. you'll always find a little a little jar oh, yeah. somewhere. Well, no, I keep I keep a big thing of uh, Folgers ground coffee underneath our underneath our kitchen sink. And anytime I have to clean up a trap or something, and I put the trap in the garbage, I put a small scoop of that coffee in it because the Folgers coffee just overwhelms the smell of the trap. But it's better than the trap. It makes it go trap. away. Okay. <laughs> well, coffee is a natural deodorant yeah. too. That's, that's I rub it on my armpits. I was going to say that's why I like to put a little bit under each other. It's also it's also thin uh, thin, thin skin there, so you can absorb the caffeine right through your armpits too. It's great. It's great if you can't put liquids in your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I used to put a tuna fish sandwich under each arm, then I didn't smell like any other guy. <laughs> All right, I'm getting um, I'm getting apple. Um, now I'm getting tuna fish. I don't know. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. You are too wild and crazy. Having, having scotch come out your nose. <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, it didn't. It didn't. I, I, but I'm just saying, in case oh. you are ever like, I wonder, I've had soda come out my nose and it's rather painful. I wonder how scotch is. Don't. It's worse. Don't. I gotta say, ketchup sucks. <laughs> yeah, that would. Although... Although then you can be like, oh, God, I'm bleeding, and there's always that fun. Well, yeah, I mean, that, that's super a lot of fun, especially when the French pot follows it. Yeah, that's not... I think it sucks. I'm, uh, <laughs> you know, of the many things I've had come out my nose, French fries... <laughs> Victor, he is mine! <laughs> He's about to have scotch coming out. I win! <laughs> That's just now going to be the title of my autobiography <laughs> of the many things that had come up my nose. <laughs> Colon French fries. <laughs> Colons and French fries. <laughs> How do you even get a colon? No, you don't ask questions. You have to read the book. <laughs> There's a how-to in chapter three. <laughs> well, first you start with a semicolon. Oh. <laughs> uh, let me try that again. All right. So on the palate, my tongue is feeling it. Um, I'm not getting a lot flavor-wise, though. Honestly, I just... It's one note to me. It's the apple. Yeah, very that's all I get is the apple. Yeah, I'm just getting I'm just getting a maltiness in my limited capacity. It's a good apple. Yeah. I, like, I mean, I picked an apple that I find very, <laughs> very appealing. And even wet, I can still smell it. The and Rayburn. For the record. See? That's, that's, that's what he does. And that's the, why we mock him. The, um, I'm not wrong. I don't know. There, uh, uh, after the apple on a finish, there's something kind of um, unpleasant, and I'm, I'm trying to categorize. It's not horrible. It's just it's it's like mm, a, the finish does 
kind of permeated. Slightly composted maltiness. Yeah. yeah. I, I, it's, it's not a distinct single flavor that I can point at and go, that's like a, a, a slightly rotted fruit <clears throat> or a slightly turpentine or... But it's just, it's something that is... No, the apple rots at the, on the back and the tail end. Well, that rot has a sweet smell right. to it. And like, along those, as the finish elongates, it feels more rotten. But it's not horrible to me, at least. I like it. Yeah, for the lack mm-hmm. of being able to figure anything else out, I'm willing to go with that. I mean, I'm not sure that's quite what I'm getting, but I'm having a lot of difficulty... <laughs> running through my mental it, matches, and I can't quite find the right. It's earthy and mealy, and I'll I'll give you know yeah rot, you know uh, composting apple composting core type yeah thing yeah yeah but it's not not horrible but not a not a particularly appetizing. Um, mm, this know. apple had a worm in it. Yeah, it makes me think of a mealy apple, and mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of that. Mm-hmm. The wet nose is still pretty. Apple. Apple. <clears throat> How much you want to bet the tasting notes have nothing referring to apple? Oh, that'd be fucking amazing. I would say with the water, the apple got sweeter. Yeah. Now you're moving into gala territory. And I'm losing I'm losing the finish. I mean, the the, the, the rotten, or the... Mm, mm. I'm not getting that as much. I got that more mm. with the water, the wet. I lost it, too. An In interesting... Fact, I, didn't even get it, I didn't get it at all for, on the finish when it was, when it was neat. An interesting scotch, but not one I want to go get. I mean, it's it's a different scotch than most of the ones I've had, but not. Yeah, I don't feel the need to rush out and get get this scotch from the store. <clears throat> yeah, I think it's right down the middle of the road. I think it's got nothing crazy <coughs> exciting going for it, but what's there, it's totally pleasant to me. Totally palatable. I'm conflicted. James Grant, the major. major. Do you want to do, you want to do it? I was going to do it. Oh, yeah, it'd be super creepy. Was only 25 when he inherited the Glen Grant Distillery in Rhodes, Speyside. A forward-thinking and unconventional man, the Major, personally designed the innovative, tall, slender stills with unique purifiers to achieve his vision of a seductively smooth, fruity, rich, superior, single malt. Glenn Grant, 16-year-old, this displays a deep golden color with an intense bouquet of ripe orchard fruits. This superb single malt offers an intense, sweet, and smooth palate with a fresh, long, lingering finish. When the forest comes to Dunsening Hamlet, you shall... We're taking that uh, act on the road. Yeah, that was... the Malt Brothers. That was delightful. And the Excel Energy Center next week. And disturbing. And then you shall cut down the prettiest tree in the forest. We are having... Seriously, all I can picture is you. Wait, I wasn't even paying attention. Did we get apple? Ripe <laughs> orchard fruits. Okay. Mm. So, mm. No, apple. The uh, superb single malt offers an intense, sweet, and smooth palate with a fresh, long, lingering finish. So, I mean, without saying a whole lot, it's actually fairly accurate because there isn't really a whole lot there. But <laughs> well, I don't think the scotch was even saying all that much. It was, it no, was, it chose a, a path and it just, yeah. hey, mm-hmm. yeah, you're you're doing? Doing? I'm an apple scotch. Hello. <laughs> hope, you, hope you like me, because <laughs> that's all I got. <laughs> Turned out my pockets. Hey, hey, well, you know, my friends all, I'm incredibly complex. <laughs> I'm, I'm very different depending <laughs> on how you go. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I taste like apples. I taste like an apple. I like apples. I'm apple scotches. Don't mind Glenn Grant. He's a little simple. <laughs> He's a 
does it well. He's but, nice. He's always talking about apples. Just let, it, just let him go. So, just don't get him started. It's like it's like it's like that guy from Forrest Gump. <laughs> you know, you can make apple pie, and you apple can make sauce, and, and apple fritters, apple strudel, and apple scotch. Oh, you should have some apple scotch. <laughs> Oh, geez, you had to start it. <laughs> so, it is very one note. It is a really enjoyable note. You know, there's something to be said for doing something simple and doing it really well. I found this a very enjoyable scotch. And while it is not complex, it didn't fuck anything up. So, I'm going to give it a 3.5. I've always enjoyed the anime one note. So... One um, piece? Death note? Same thing. <laughs> one piece note. Death piece. But which season did you like? Yeah. Death note piece one. <laughs> you're, you're, you're right that you're, you're right the, the name of the person you want to kill and the guy who's made of rubber bands. Mm. And then you drink something. Got it. I didn't like it that much, but I didn't dislike it. Um, I liked it slightly more than I disliked it, so I'm going with a 3.15. I think if my nose were a little clearer, I would have liked it more. But I had trouble getting the full uh, apple scent, which kind of, given that there's not much else to experience there, kind of dropped it. Looks like apples? <laughs> yeah, I'll shoot it right down the middle of the gauntlet and just call it a three. I think it, yeah, everything was, nothing was wrong, but nothing was that exciting. I like it a little bit better than some of the other scotches that I've had in my uh, incredible scotch history. Uh, I'm going to put it at, at 3.2 myself. I, like the last one, didn't get as much out of it as I probably should have, considering my current condition. Um, no, I don't think it deserves to be I don't count. Three. It's fine. Yeah. Um, oh, his. Yeah, join, sure. join the rest of us. <laughs> I have gotten there on the review that I have to do. I thought this was disappointing for a 16-year. Hmm. Not grossly disappointing, but enough that even though I can't, find where on the receipt this one falls, uh, I'm sure I paid too much for it. So uh, I'm going to give it a 275. Pretty sure it's on the big receipt that I've got, but I can't. See, I feel like it was uh, no, It was the correct smoothness for a 16-year. Yeah. yeah. The fact that it... See, it, I thought it burned a little heavy. Well, the fact that it was uh, one note, the smoothness really, really helped make that shine because you could have... At a 12-year, that could have been just fucking horrible. Yeah. I don't regret that scotch at all. No. I'm just... Maybe I'll I wouldn't see really it. recommend it. It's up. Up. Top shelf. Yeah, like I said, I was, I was just disappointed from what little I can get of it. How how much was... Do you know how much the Tomatin was? Was that the... Uh, That's on this the one? Total Wine one. Is it that 15-year? The Total Wine one. Oh. Um, that... The okay, that's the Glenmorangie. No, the Tomatin is going to be on this one. Sorry, the big one. Yeah, the Glenmorangie for the record was an eighty-eight dollar bottle. Mm. The signature series is very expensive. Mm-hmm. So, do we have any sense of which which Scotch tonight was the highest rated on average? Uh, no, I don't generally look the scores up on anyone. Else. Yeah, okay, this I found it. Uh, the Glen Grant is seventy-three. Oh, I take that. Mm. I think I wouldn't because I didn't, you know, it, it, I wouldn't feel like I've been horribly cheated, but I would, I would want to spend something, I would want to get something else with that. You know, there's other things that I enjoy more that are at that price point. There are at least five scotches I can think of. You don't feel like you've got a deal better. better. Like that, yeah. that, that sense yeah. of like getting, yeah. I mean, you got to remember for a 16 year, you're looking at the Lagavulin mm-hmm. as, as the point of comparison. Now I know that's yeah. not fair because the Lagavulin is one of like, our top three for everybody, I think. Here, have you guys, are either of you familiar with the more peaty smoky? Are those things you enjoy? Or I would enjoy that, yeah. I wouldn't be able to speak to any sort of distillery or anything that has that is no, and that, things like that. But the, the, yeah, we were very like Highlands space yeah. side specific this time around. And well, we're running low on that. I know. <laughs> no, no. Well, so. it's, it's just an interesting thing where you know there are some people who find the peaty smoky ones amazing and it as a as a general grouping and there's some people who are like 
I don't like the smoke. I don't like the taste of peat. I have no desire to even set foot in that that section of the of the Scotch world. And I don't know if either of you have had smoky peaty scotches. Yeah, that's almost the flavor that I associate the most with scotch. Is that okay. peat note? <coughs> I don't have a lot of experience with scotches, so I don't have like an association necessarily. But I know like with coffee, um, I tend to like the lighter coffees that don't have the the smokiness yet they don't have those intense chocolate flavors and stuff like that it's like i i like the lighter things and so i probably wouldn't like the peaty smoky as much as okay. something else like where would you the so i mean this might break the podcasting first wall but no. two weeks or fourth wall two weeks ago when we had the, that very first one that we all rated fairly well mm-hmm. what would you put that as uh that was not a smoky was, or yeah yeah i mean well, no. yeah nothing well, we I mean, had you, there, there's peaty smoky, and then what is the other category? Uh, is there another fruity, okay. lighter? Oh, that is the name of the, the other category. Is, well, so so I, I have I have a very large image file that has <laughs> a, a number of distilleries that generally score scotches on about like a, I, I want to say it's an octagonal, it's an eight point thing. So you've got medicinal tobacco sweetness, <clears throat> smoky, peaty, nutty. I think it's six or seven. No, it, it's at least eight. Um, and and so you, you you've got you know basically the spectrum where where you it, it, it's rated on on the bar. So the farther out you are, the more it is. And and so the the varied forms that you have are supposed to give you a sense of what they are. And and the fact that tobacco is one of the eight notes that is on all of them, I thought was weird because I haven't gotten tobacco notes out of more than a, a, a very few set of. It's rare to, to for for my palate to to note tobacco. Mm-hmm. And really, uh, only the Isla gets the medicinal. Oh, I did really? medicinal on a whole lot of them. Do you? Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm. I'm usually the first one to call out medicinal. Well, and, and the medicinal goes from both what I call medicinal and then also the astringent stuff. That, yeah, okay. that would probably fall into the medicinal category from what they've got. Um, if you ever at a, at, a, at a bar and you get um, Lefroig, that's going to give you a heavy, uh, a heavy fruity, 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 fruity smoky. Fruity smoky. Fruity smoky. Um, or Langevulin is also in that. Say that again? Um, yeah, no kidding, right? Langevulin. I suppose I'm the one who's closer, huh? <laughs> say it right or don't say it at all. No, I think I like my saying. Uh-huh. Um, it's in between your legs. Yeah, I don't care. How would, uh, how would the correct... <laughs> I, I love how this is... I don't care either. Langevulin. Okay. Langevulin. Langevulin. <laughs> Great radio, oh, guys. Oh, radio. yeah. I, I so I was. There's a show that I've been watching occasionally, which is I don't remember its exact name, but it's basically drinking around the world. Okay. Um, and he goes to different countries and drinks with whoever is like he goes to uh, Japan and they drink with um, sumo wrestlers. Who, by the way, you shouldn't drink with sumo wrestlers because they will drink you under the table. They probably will really? also eat the table. Right. Um, they in in one of the one of the shows he's like the guy takes a bottle of sake and just drinks it, <laughs> and 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 he's like, yeah, he'll probably drink two two of those tonight with his meal. Anyway, with his meal. And and uh, they went to Finland, and right there you should be like, no, don't drink with Finns <laughs> because they're <laughs> fucking crazy. So <laughs> they after. A bunch like mud soccer and jumping in a frozen lake and other crazy shit. They drink something and I couldn't remember the name of it, but it's uh, gin, vermouth, and vodka mixed together. I, I like, was waiting for the for the fish, but yeah, well, that's more Iceland. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's I mean, that's, that's, that's aqua, all of Norwegian. Scandinavians, but the the I was just like, really, what you? Who would want to drink that? I mean, is that gets any... you drunk? That's what we call a mixed drink in the real world, motherfucker. <laughs> this is what we call tasty. They also went to the Highland Games, which is what reminded nice. me of it. And the guy who was running the Highland Games pulls out what the the host of the show <clears throat> described as that's a golf bag for scotch. Mm. And now I want one because it had mm-hmm. multiple pockets for flasks so you could like pop out the glasses and pop out one of like four or six different drinks 
I'm just like, that would be awesome. Uh-huh. I would just oh, carry nice. that around. Oh, man, imagine that a con. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Sorry, I just had to share. No, no, it's worth it. Toast? Or we, I think we, we are at... Well, we, we, we should probably do one uh, one last round of promotion. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, True Stone. True Stone. True Stone. Uh, by the way, is that T-R-U-E or T-R-U? T-R-U-E space S-T-O-N-E. Yes, I mean, I on, on the web at the bank. Un- unlike us, they spell it the right way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, True Stone. And, 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 and one more thing that, that I mentioned in passing before, but I, I know Scott has done some voice work on, on a lovely podcast. Oh, yeah called uh, News from Honeytown, so you should check that out. Yeah, it's a ton of fun. Uh, season 2 is coming out pretty soon. Yeah. Season, two, season 2 has already started. Oh, that's right. They already released like, the first episode or two. Of so by the time this goes live, uh, this this should go live around the same time as episode 4 of season 2. Mm-hmm. So, And one of the episodes coming up, I want to say it's like episode 7 or something, is actually inspired by uh, Eric and Eric's time uh, interviewing uh, Teresa and I for True Stone Coffee, because there's a coffee shop that makes an appearance and they do an interview with the roasters at the, the Honeytown Coffee Roastery. Dun, dun, dun! Yeah, it might be a front. <laughs> life, imitating art, imitating life. <laughs> it's or, a good episode. Purchasing art and then selling it for profit. It's good stuff. Right. Yeah, My character might get a little bit too high on caffeine. It's good stuff. Just maybe. Sorry, I, all I can picture is everyone working at your store or your company <laughs> vibrating. It's like, we don't actually uh, open doors, we just vibrate through them. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. It's not too inaccurate. <laughs> there, there's no, wow, it's like four in the afternoon and I'm exhausted, I'm just dead. No, it's like, by four in the afternoon, our, our employees' caffeine levels have reached dangerous levels. <laughs> Critical mass. Uh, we should probably play out a toast here. Tyler, do you have a toast? Do I have a toast? Um, <laughs> Carson Wells. Well, always got a motherfucking toast. Well played. No, I think um, I think I'd just like to toast to the beverage, to the 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 amount of nuance and spectrum of flavors that one can find in a beverage, um, and the amount of the work that goes into crafting the kind of beverage that we uh, talk about and appreciate. Here, here, here. Cost. Don't choke in the water, parents. Smooth!